The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints Happy Hour? Even if you aren't a patron, Amazon Prime users can support Saints Happy Hour for free. Just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks, and you give us $3 of Jeff Bezos' money. So go do it right now. And remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it. And thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We are rec- we are reviewing, what is it? I'm, I've lost track of the day, man. It's, it's day 13 for training camp. Sure, sure. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's day 13. Um, this one is a free podcast, uh, not just for patrons. If you aren't a patron and you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to make you an offer. Sign up for a month seven dollars ten dollars whatever level and if you don't like the podcast i will freaking refund you your money all right and you can if you sign up at the ten dollar level i'll refund you the money and you can keep the booze bundle if you want just sign up give us a try uh i know you'll love us and you'll keep us throughout the saints football season and this is and then just so we're clear like this is a no questions asked like you send ralph one email and it's done yeah, so you don't have to jump through hoops. It's not some complicated thing where you got to cancel that and cancel this or anything like that. Nope. I just literally go into Patreon, you give me your name, and you say, I want a refund, and I click the refund button, and you get it. Just try us for a month. I know a lot of people, we've had, we've had like 35% increase in traffic uh, for the free version of the podcast. So I know a ton of people that are listening that aren't patrons. Sign up. Uh, do it already. Uh, Andrew, as far as practice today... Oh, we got to start here, man. Ginger is my favorite spice now. Like Andy Dalton <laughs> was lighting it up today. Like the dude was like, at one point he was perfect and had thrown like four straight touchdowns in the red zone. And oh, by the way, Michael Thomas looked back back today. Like he was wrecking people. Well, you know, I, I think first of all, there's a couple, probably a couple reasons for that. And the first is very encouraging. It's that Michael Thomas clearly is kind of get, approaching his peak level. And we know that when Michael Thomas is at, as, at his peak level, we've watched that. He's unstoppable. We, we know that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of cover, coverage you throw at him. Uh, he is an uncoverable receiver when he's at his best. And so uh, that, that, that's telling you that he's close to his best. But also it tells you how good Lattimore is. And Lattimore not being at camp is a big deal. And we know we've been told it's not a serious injury. He should be back soon. So, and look, there, there's no point to rushing back. Obviously, this is, you want to be careful. That's not a guy I worry about in terms of him not getting his reps. You know, like he could he could sit out for three weeks, start week one, and I wouldn't be that hot and bothered by it. So, um, you want him to get his reps eventually. But uh, you know, I think look, they miss Lattimore obviously, and I, I maybe Michael Thomas and Andy Dalton wouldn't be running as wild if Lattimore was in there. 
Yeah, the one thing I will say, somebody tweeted at me, uh, an NFL expert or something, I saw them tweeted there. They were like, listen, man, uh, it's great that Andy Dalton was good in practice, but is he really worth signing and ruining your comp pick formula? I'm like, yes. In case you haven't noticed, nerd, the Saints have had three straight years where they've started multiple quarterbacks. Like, it would be malpractice if Mickey Loomis didn't go and get them Look, a good, good backup quarterback. First of all, Jameis is coming back from an ACL. So, yes, the answer is yes. I do not want a fourth-round pick next year. I want an insurance plan so my awesome <laughs> roster doesn't get nuked by a James, Win- James Winston injury because he re-tears his ACL or, you know, he- he's taking too long to come back from it or whatever. Like, correct. I do not want a fourth-round pick in 2023. I want an insurance plan. So this awesome roster isn't held back and can still make the playoffs even if Jameis isn't ready to go. That yeah. is correct. That is what I would <laughs> So the other interesting thing on offense was this receiver group, it's starting to get crowded. And Marquez Callaway's kind of fallen down the, the, depth, the depth chart. And, you know, Traquan Smith is kind of – people don't – Fans don't necessarily like him, but the Saints love him because he can play all the positions and, he, and he's a great blocker. Are we headed towards a surprise release or trade at wide receiver? Like, is I mean, the Saints just have so many quality guys there. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So, uh, obviously, we know who the top three guys are, and it does push some of the guys that were in, really involved last year down the depth chart. And so I, I think it puts all of them on notice. You know, I, I think the advantage for Deontay Hardy is that he's the kick returner. And, and he's, we know that when he's at his best, he's at an all-pro level. And so he's going to be able to spend more time and concentrate on that this year because he probably won't get as many snaps on offense. And so, you know, I, I would say that he, he's probably safe. But, yeah, Callaway and Traquan, I would say, are in trouble. And when you look at Dejon Dixon and Kirk Merritt in particular, uh, those guys are getting mentioned by name pretty much every single day at camp. And so they're, and they're tearing it up. So I do think Callaway's on notice and I do think uh, he, he's at DEFCON, whatever the highest level is. I always get that wrong, but, but, but he, he's at threat to not make the team. Uh, but I will say this. When Callaway made this team as a rookie, uh, a lot of it was because of how good he was as a gunner. And so that, that was actually before he was ever making plays as a receiver. That mm-hmm. was his path to the roster. And I know he's very good in that area. And so, you know, again, like Dejon Dixon and Kirk Merritt, like I feel like they're the camp darlings. They're the Adrian Erickson's or the Nick Toons or the uh, – who was the guy most recently? Uh, Manuel uh, Butler. Manuel, Manuel Butler. Yeah. 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 So, like, that, that's great that these guys are making a bunch of catches. But, like, it's not like they're going to unseat Olave, Thomas, or Landry, right? So – I, you know, I just know how NFL teams work. Like when you're talking about your fifth and sixth receiver, like you're not like giving them much, like they don't really care if you can catch passes and run routes. Cause they already got guys that can do that. So they're like, can you run down on a punt and force a guy to make a fair catch? Or can you make that tackle? Callaway can. So unless Merritt and Dejon Dixon, like that's great that they're catching passes in practice and making plays. But like, even if Callaway's a little worse than them as a receiver, he will still make this team over them if he's a better gunner. So that's where I, I think he's on the bubble just, just because of the sheer numbers. But 
I would not say that Dixon and uh, Kirk Merritt are, you know, I, I don't know how big of a threat they are to Callaway unless they start making plays on special teams. Oh, now, something. I will say, I will say this, Ralph, and this is where, you know, when you talk about roster construction and roster decisions, this is where it gets trickier. If Kirk Merritt or Dejon Dixon start to tear it up in the preseason, and then there's tape out there for other teams to see. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. That's where the game changes. Because Mm -hmm. let's say they have a great camp. They don't do much in the preseason game. Nothing really stands out. It's going to be easy enough for the Saints to cut those guys and then stash them on the practice squad because they'll clear waivers. But if they – and with Callaway, he won't clear waivers because teams have seen his tape and what he's done for the Saints. Mm-hmm. He was a 700-yard receiver last year, caught a bunch of touchdowns. So, like, a team will see that. They'll say, hey, we need help at receiver. Like, Callaway is probably – for some teams, he might be a number three, right? So, like, they'll go, they'll go get Callaway, and, and they'll, they'll make that waiver claim so the Saints know that they would lose him. Whereas like Kirk Merritt and Dixon, like they're not losing those guys. Like they can stash them on the practice squad, yeah. and then if they get hit with injuries, they can always elevate them. Um, yeah. where, but again, where it changes is if let's say Dixon has two touchdowns in, in a preseason game, then all of a sudden it's like, well, the Saints may second guess that and not want to wa- put him on waivers because then a team might claim him. So then it's that's where I think Callaway is safe. I think until they show enough tape in preseason that other teams would want to have them. Yeah. Speaking of injury concerns, on defense, I think we're like three more Pete Werner missed practices because of his groin that he's flying to Philadelphia to see Dr. Myers to get the mesh insert. Like, I'm on uh, that. How do you you know that he's not there now? (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of not kidding. I mean, how many times have we seen this, Ralph, from Malcolm Jenkins to Jimmy Graham to Scott Shanley to – Patrick Robinson to uh, Will Lutz last year. I mean, every year there's a guy that has a groin injury. We're told it's not a big deal. They come back after a week or two. They're back at practice. They re-injure. Then when we hear groin, we know it's a sports hernia. 
they fly up to Philly, they get the mess surgery and they're out six to eight weeks. So like I've seen this movie too many times to count. Right. Um, not- and so yeah, best case scenario, honestly, is that he gets a surgery tomorrow. To me, that's the best case because I know where this goes. Like he may just say, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to rehab it. And then, you know, he'll come back to practice. He'll tweak it again. And then finally he'll give up and have the surgery. So like, but like, that's a player decision, right? Like he, I mean, obviously he's consulting with his doctors and it's, but some players like they they want to try to rehab, 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 and they kind of push it off, push it off. Cause they want to try to avoid the surgery. Some players will bite the bullet and just go ahead and do it right away. But if he go ahead, if he does have the surgery, if he doesn't have it, it might be one of those things where his play is compromised all season, right? He might not move as comfortably. He might not be as quick. Uh, and then if he goes ahead and has the surgery, you're looking at six to eight weeks, which probably puts him at like, you know, week four is in London for the Saints. So he might not be back to like the fifth game if he goes forward with the surgery. Um, but like, if he waits, it's going to only get worse and delay things. So I don't know. I mean, look, there, there are varying degrees of this injury and his mate, maybe it's not that bad. And hopefully they feel like they can fix it with rehab and we'll wait to hear. But I, every year, man, a Saints player gets affected by that. And then, you know, obviously the worst case scenario is Will Lutz. Now I think it's, it's a little different for a kicker because I think your groin can't be anything less than a hundred percent when you're a kicker. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it has to be perfect. And obviously the surgery didn't really take for Lutz. You had to go do it again and that shut him down for the year. So that's the worst case scenario is the mesh doesn't really work and you're forced to then go back in there and do it again. So, you know, we'll see. But I, so when you, when you asked me how worried I am about Warner, the fact that he's got a, now what's known as a groin issue, it, it's probably a sports hernia. And I just know when, when you're retweaking it, that means it's not really rehab. You, you, the first course of action is always to rehab it and hope that it kind of goes away on its own. Clearly that hasn't happened. So the next step is usually surgery. And that's a major, major concern because as you mentioned, like, Linebacker has the plague right now for the Saints. DeMarco Jackson, the rookie, just went on IR. He's done for the year. Uh, they tried to sign Quan Alexander, tried to bring him back. He decided to go to the Jets because they gave him an opportunity to start. So I, linebacker is not a good situation for the Saints right now. And we're, we're pretty close to seeing Zach Vaughn playing some linebacker for the Saints. What, what's a scarier scenario? The Saints' Florida Lee phone in Dr. Meyer's office in Philadelphia ringing? Or the Saints calling up Manti Teo. What's a <laughs> what's a scarier scenario? Oh, he's well, good both are, well, well, both are happening, Ralph. So <laughs> I, I mean, they both are pretty scary. It's tough for me to pick, but regardless of how I feel about which one is scarier, I need to be prepared for both because that's what's happening. <laughs> I wonder how many unanswered voicemail Dennis Allen left on Kiko Alonso and Manti Teo's phone. Like this, like after practice today. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, Look, Kiko, what if hypothetically I were to give you the starting spot? You don't even have to show up to practice. You can you just, just start week one. Would you, would you unretire then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Kiko's wife was like, don't you dare. Don't you dare text him back. Don't you dare. <laughs> now, listen, the caveat here is that we're speculating. And, you know, with right. injuries, there can always be varying degrees. And, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal and he's back on Monday and, and it's behind him. So that's my hope. But, you know, groin injuries, 
when they're nagging and you, and you rehab it and you kind of come back slowly, reintroduce yourself, and then you injure it again, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I am very concerned. It does not I, sound good. I will say this, and then we'll get out of here. The media is wiling out asking Dennis Allen injury questions. Somebody specifically asked him if, uh, if uh, Pete, Pete Warner had considered the mesh surgery. That would never happen under Sean Payton. The, the well, me, that's the, the problem. The, <laughs> is it the first time he's been head coach in a while? The first time, you know, he's been answering these questions. And, you know, Sean Payton, you know, he – I, I wonder if he's starting to regret That's being right. forthcoming with some of that stuff. Because now he's starting to realize that, you know, Sean Payton, he still got asked about it on occasion, but he had people terrified of asking. Yeah. Absolutely so, terrified. He was wild and, out. Uh, enough to where, like, yeah, but now, like, no one's afraid of asking Dennis no. on those questions. He's opened that door. And That's right. They slammed they, it open. We're one day asking people if they booked if they booked old Pete Warner a flight to Philly. Like right. maybe Dennis, maybe Dennis Allen needs to get a little Sean Payton and shut that down. But yeah. anyway, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, become a patron, like we said. If you aren't, we'll give you a full refund. And click on the RSVP link in the description for our live show, September 16th at Port Orleans. It's free, but if you RSVP, you get our Boys Are Back Cup, and that helps support Team Gleason. So you should do it. Uh, right now we're at like headcount like 65, Andrew, so we, we have like a month to go, and we have, we're gonna have a giant crowd, so it's gonna be a great night to get you ready for the Saints home opener against Tampa. You should RSVP and join, it's gonna be amazing. So, Andrew, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you again tomorrow.